Welcome to the Insurance Marketing Organization Podcast, where financial services marketing expert Seth Green interviews IMO experts, executives, and top producers to share can't-miss tips on how they successfully manage their IMOs, grow their businesses, create great relationships, and influence the industry. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by my friend, Phil Wasserman. He is the leading expert on annuities and tax-free wealth transfer strategies. In addition to being a sought-after speaker on those subjects, he's the author of the book, Outlasting the Storm, A Guide to Annuities and Safe Retirement Planning, and the publisher of the book, Two Sides to the Coin, A History of Gold. Philip, thanks so much for joining us. Seth, I'm honored to, uh, to be with you. Thank you so much. It is our pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you got quite a history? How did you get started? Well, uh, yeah, I uh, was in the business originally as a health producer back in the old days when the health insurance was the Wild West. People may say that today, but that was before IMOs and all the crazy stuff. And then I left the business and I came back about 2001 and I was going to do long term care. And I had friends say, no, you need to do annuities. And I said, really? They go, oh, yeah, annuities. So when I got started back, that's how I got started back in annuities. Okay. And what about annuities attracted you? Why do you like them so much that you became the king of them? Well, a couple of things. Number one, if you remember back then, 2001, 2002, 2003, it was really a terrible time for the stock market. And I was seeing people whose retirement savings were destroyed because before that, you'd had that great buildup in the 90s, uh, the tech buildup and all that, and everything just blew up. And the annuities, which, by the way, were nowhere near as good then as they are today. They're great today, but they aren't as good, weren't as good then, at least kept people's money. They were able to keep their money, have some growth and do that. So I thought for a retiree, it was really, really a great product. And in addition, I did a lot of life insurance because back then the estate tax was, uh, was even under a million, you know. And uh, of course, now it's gone substantially up, but who knows how long that'll be. Absolutely. So um, what inspired you to write the books? Uh, I published Two Sides to the Coin. My son actually wrote that book. He's written three books and he's a full-time copy writer because people had a big interest in gold. And uh, the amazing thing about that book is that I wasn't aware. We all think of gold as the medium of exchange of barter, but I wasn't aware, as he, he has made me aware, that actually one of the first instances of barter was cattle. Outlasting the storm, just it was the average agent and the client couldn't understand annuities. The companies made it so difficult. Uh, I'm not going to mention the company name, but when I started, there was one company and I think they had 18 annuities. They might've had more. You couldn't understand them. You'd look at the brochures and you go, what's going on? Who designed these things? So we wanted to put it in English where people could see it and do that. And it helped a lot of people. I had over 7,000 advisors trained with that book. So um, I was very proud of that. As well, you should be. You also had uh, your own IMO at one point, isn't that right? 
I had a large IMO before I sold it. And the interesting thing I liked about that, uh, it went from zero to just about 807 months. I liked about that was I really, and now I coach full time. I coach and mentor. I do not produce anymore. I loved working with the agents because the problem in our industry is these people are all so well-intentioned. Seth, I don't know if you know this, there's over 1,200,000 licensed agents in this country. I did not know the total number. That's yeah, a lot. It's actually higher than that. And, you know, the property and casualty agents are well-trained. Boy, they have a tough job. Oh, my God. They tell me if rates go up 10 bucks a month, the clients all go crazy. I don't know how they Yes. Do. But they don't get their training from the companies. And I'm not blaming the companies, but it's almost like the companies would throw a gob of stuff against the wall and whatever stood stuck was fine. And if not fine, and part of that problem, I still see it today is they hire people who are new in the business. There's some, most IMOs are great people, but there's a few that are not as, as honest. They take advantage of them. They don't tell them that you need to learn how to sell. You need to learn the products. You need to uh, be trained properly. And it might be a little while before you make some money. So in some ways, they're hurting these agents, and, and I don't like that. Now, most companies have good things at heart for their agents, but there are a few. And what do you think is, where do you, I mean, you're a big believer in uh, what Wayne Gretzky said, which is I skate to where the puck is going. Where do you think the puck is going, not only in terms of annuities, but in terms of our industry? There's so many shifts. There's so many new trends. What are, what are you thinking is happening next? Well, I don't know if you remember, but uh, I was the guy who took the bullet for the industry on 151A. I'm not sure in retrospect, it's a bullet and not a bazooka. <laughs> As in the, the yes, the lovely uh, federal government. Federal government. My, uh, I'm not their biggest fan. They're not my biggest fans. So what happened was the federal government, because annuities started to go just through the roof, tried to regulate indexed annuities as a security and indexed life. Now, the problem is with that is anybody who knows how those products work knows that they're absolutely an insurance product. They're done with options. There's no securities behind it. They're designed by actuaries. There's nothing about a security in there, but it was political. Let me give you an example. We used to do a lot of seminars, as you know. Well, there was one senator, he didn't like seminars. So I did life insurance seminars like Barry Kay used to. And he had a book with all the seminar ads and mine was number three, but it was for a life insurance seminar for people who made $3 million or more uh, or had a net worth of $3 million or more. That wasn't a seminar taking advantage of little old ladies on food stamps. That was somebody for rich people to take care of estate planning taxes. So the political part of that was so terrible. So what happened was we beat 151A. And after we beat it, it was my brief, as you know, that beat it. Uh, they got it codified. We went to Washington and hung around with all the politicians. And they got it codified. But then during the last years of the Obama administration, they tried to bring in the fiduciary rule on IRAs, on annuities. And I'm like, it's like they never, ever let it go. Now, I believe it comes from the fight about Wall Street versus yep. the insurance industry. 
because I think both have a place. You can't say that nobody should have stocks and bonds, and you can't say that nobody should have annuities, especially the current ones that are so good. Now, that was turned around during the Trump era that was uh, gotten rid of, but I have people telling me there's never been a better time set than right now for life insurance. Never, ever. Everybody in this business, whether you are a Democrat or a Republican, if you like your income now, you should send the people in Washington a contribution for the next election. They are helping our business with the taxes. I have people telling me, well, what if they change the taxes so insurance isn't tax-free? I don't think they can do that. I think the insurance industry is too entrenched. I think it's too powerful. But for right now, it seems to be a little bit calmed down. Anywhere where there's a lot of money, and there's a lot of money in annuities, there's a lot of money in life insurance, there's a lot of money in being a broker or stockbroker. And by the way, it isn't just us. I have friends who uh, have Series 7, and they tell me the regulations are just crazy. They don't know why yes. they do it. So it's overkill. Here's an example. Last time I checked, an annuity application in the state of Florida could be up to 60 pages long. Wow. And you have, it isn't even a fiduciary, it's a suitability. So the companies are reviewing it, good for them, and they're making sure it's suitable, good for them. But some places are overkill. So there's a saying I saw once on a, a bumper sticker, I love my country, I don't trust my government. The government's gone a little bit overboard, but for right now, it appears that the annuity business is very strong and kudos to the companies for the really good products they brought out. Kudos to them. And the life insurance business, I don't think has ever been better. So I think for right now, for the next few years, at least, all systems go, my friend. All right. That's inspiring and exciting. Now, talk a little bit about the work you're doing with agents now. Okay. So what I do now is I do webinars and agents come to me and hire me for training, coaching, and mentoring. And this includes marketing and what I've broken down into the seven aspects of the necessities to master this business, uh, which I'll go through if you don't mind. It's a ah, please. That'd be great. Emotional appeal selling, which predates neuro-linguistic programming. A lot of people out there have heard of neuro-linguistic programming. Emotional appeal selling predates that. Then number two, and maybe the most important thing, and I was always guilty of this, and most of my agents are, they don't establish referral networks. And I tell them, and this is courtesy of the marketing guru, Jay Abrahams, that you need to view a referral network system as a spider web. And you don't want the bush covered, you want the whole yard covered. So one of the things that I have just been pounding people on is setting up referral networks. And we don't mean just CPAs. The interesting part about this is a lot of people have resistance to that, but it's so important. Then uh, scripting, where they know what they're going to say to people. So important. Prospecting and marketing, which has gotten cheaper because of the internet. Closing. And then the least important are the products, knowing annuities, knowing uh, life insurance. The reality is the one thing that companies do do a pretty good job at is teaching agents about the product. You know, what are the caps? What's the income stream, et cetera. And how are 
Talk a little bit, because you've been responsible for some amazing results. Talk a little bit about the transformations. Give us an example. You don't have to name any names, but Agent John Smith, where he was when he came to you, how you helped him, and then kind of the magical transformation and where he's at now. Well, obviously, the best story is uh, initials JDM. You know who that is. And uh, came to me when he had one assistant 14 years ago. And today runs a billion-dollar shop, the biggest annuity shop in the country. And, and on top of being ultra-successful, just a super nice guy, great guy, great family guy, and, and deserves all the success he has. But I'll give you an example of another one. This is uh, – I've got a guy who sat with him at that meeting 14 years ago in Tampa. And he's my age. And about five years ago, he had a stroke. I didn't think he was ever going to work again. He could barely talk. He couldn't hold a pen. He's recovered, not 100% recovered. And he's making mid six figures now because I helped him along that time. And that's much more kudos to him than me. But no, it's, it's just amazing. And uh, another one, I'm, very, I'm proud of two more. So I hope you don't mind, Aubrey. Please go right ahead. I have a young lady who's the smartest woman I've ever met. I hope my wife doesn't listen to this. <laughs> so we, uh, she's Chinese. She came here from China five years ago. And her husband, who is from Denver, uh, he's so smart. He actually went to four different Ivy League schools. I couldn't get into one Ivy League school and he went to four. Well, her market was perfect Mandarin, perfect English, taking the foreign nationals and selling them life insurance and joint ventures with the banks. And that dried up because of COVID. So she's working with me to develop the American market. She had never been in it before. And uh, I have her on track for almost a six-time increase from 40000 a month to 250000 a month. She's amazing. Uh, last story, my friend JM in North Carolina, this is a guy who busted his butt forever. And when he called me, his wife manages a, a fast food restaurant. She has some health issues. And he just wanted her to be able to quit. He's been working with me five months. By March 20th of this year, he had exceeded all of last year income. I think he's now exceeded his best year, the five months in. And over Memorial Day weekend, he sent me a picture of a brand new $50,000 Toyota Highlander. He bought his wife as a present. And then he said he was thinking of buying himself a new Lexus, and I was proud of him. And I also told him, you know, if he's in the mood, he could buy you and me a new car set. So <laughs> I don't think he's going to do that, but uh, I was very proud of him. So I find everybody, and here's the thing I'm proudest of, and I think this will make you feel good about your podcast. The number one concern all these people have is not their income, is not their family, with all of them whether they hire me or they don't hire me. And if I could, I'd help everybody for free is making sure they do a great job for their clients. That's what they really care about. And I think that's just amazing. I, I'm so proud of all these people. And I've told them we're in an essential business. The pandemic proved that. And they should be proud to be, to do what they're doing. That is Awesome. Those are incredible stories and great results for our folks watching and listening who want to learn more about how they can put some of the Wasserman magic to work for them in their practice. How is the, Where is the best place for them to go to learn more and how do they get in touch with you? Well, the best thing to do would be to send me an email. I have a very simple email. 
big, B-I-G, cases, C-A-S-E-S, at AOL.com. Also, I'm going to give you my number. They can text me. I live on the phone. Uh, 941-726-3183. 941-726-3183. And I have to add, they can text me anytime. So a lot of times, I'll get a text at 10, 1030 at night. It's a client. And of course, my wife will look at me and say, who is texting you? And I always say, Jake from State Farm. Because there I'm, you go. So funny. But by the way, kudos to State Farm for maybe the greatest advertising campaign ever with that guy. They have just done such a good job. Uh, and of course, they got Patrick Mahomes and they've got Aaron Rodgers. And, but 941-726-3183. And they don't have to hire me, Seth. I'm happy to help anybody. I will refer them to very good IMOs. I don't get kickbacks from the IMOs. I know the best lead sources because we vet them. I don't get commissions from the lead sources. And I'll be happy to give them all that. I'm happy to. I'm happy to share. Well, that is incredible. Fascinating interview. Amazing life and career that you've had. We greatly appreciate your time. This has been Seth Green here with Phil Wasserman. Phil, thanks again for joining us. Seth, thank you. And by the way, congratulations on having an amazing, successful podcast. Thank you so much for honoring me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time.